See, this is why partly I am a better person. How how do you um? What's your logic behind that? Well, you know, you're thinking about like oh, I've got to save the trees, I've got to save the environment. You got to reduce carbon emissions. Let's take public transport. Let's carpool. But I say to myself, no, I want to accelerate the world's demise. I see. Yeah. So I drove. All by myself, mm. like a big boy. Yeah. And listen, that's something to be proud of, you know, being very independent. Um, I haven't driven since moving to Melbourne because the roads scare me here. So props to you. <laughs> you should be scared. I am. Because people like me are on those roads. True. That's very true. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to stick to public transport. It's working well for me so far, so... Yeah. Have you ever thought of private transport? You're talking about a car? Well, no. Car's a car. Private transport, it's kind of like a private jet, but it's like a private tram. I, it, it sounds pretty similar to a car. Mm, yeah, in that it's also quite destructive to nature. Because mm. the Volgester is... It's all the carbon, it's all the emissions. Correct. Mm. Do you know what? I'm going to, so something else I want to note as well. So I have been very scatterbrained, um, mm-hmm. very disorganized mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. this week. So if I get distracted doing other things that may or may not come up, depending um, depending how things go, Um there is actually one thing I want to write down. I did not bring a prop for this, um, but if you just re- pretend I have a notebook. Um, so the first thing I want to note is um, to write funny joke for podcast this. Oh, that's today, isn't it? Well, you don't have to write, think about funny jokes because okay. this is a podcast and okay. podcasts are about the truth. Okay, I can do that. I can do that as well. Um, There's nothing funnier than the truth. Yeah. Yeah. World is dying because of people like me. That's funny. You know, and and, and everyone has a bit of a different sense of humour and um, that's what makes the world so interesting and unique. Oh, no. Everyone should be like me. Today's guest is on the show is is, is Maddie Moore. (laughs) That's me. Yeah. I was going to open up with a joke saying, oh, Maddie Moore, that name's very similar to Mandy Moore, the popular pop star. I used to get that all the time as a kid. Yeah. yeah. It's hack. <laughs> it's hack shit. We don't do that here. Um, so I just went straight ahead. Yeah. And called you by your name. Yes. I appreciate that. Yes. Well, fun fact, my full name is Madeline, but mm-hmm. I go by Maddie. 
but you know what it's interchangeable you can choose either one if you want to do one if you want to do both that is up to you have you ever thought of going up on stage as maddie madeline i haven't it feels it feels maybe a little bit too wordy i like i like the alliteration and the succinctness of maddie more it has like a good ring to it what if you went up on stage and you said, hi, everyone, I'm Maddie Madeline Moore. I'm Triple M. Yeah. And then you just start doing what they'll talk about on Triple M and they wouldn't expect that. Well, see, the thing is, um, I'm still pretty new to Melbourne. I've been here for a year. So what they do on Triple M, I don't know. But that could be a bit where I just, I do what they do on Triple M, but I don't know what they do on Triple M. An interesting concept. Um, have you? Listen to radio? A bit here and there. Maybe not recently. No. Uh, what have you listened to recently? You listen to Spotify? I think I listened to an episode of, of, of this podcast. I've listened to some music, but. Um, okay, well, <laughs> this podcast is sort of the triple M of Melbourne comedy podcasts. Nice. <laughs> so take oh, that as you will. Yes. Okay, so what does what does what does Triple M entail in the comedy space? <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna turn things on you, and now I'm gonna host for a second. Okay, well that's <laughs> happened before too. Okay, okay, that's good. That's good. So I'm not. This isn't this isn't sort of um, unfamiliar territory. No, for you. it's not uncharted waters. We've yes. been here before. Yes, um, love that. Oh jeez. Well, when I think of Triple M. Yes. And comedy in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. A lot of blokes. Yes, that's um, that's something I've noticed. That's, uh, so many, so many blokes. Too many, some might say. Um, <laughs> that's up, that's up to you. What oh. is? How many is too many? Hmm. Is four too many? Well, that depends. If you have a lineup on stage and you have five comedians and four of them are blokes and one of them is not, I might say that that might be too many in that context. Okay, sure. So what if you have four blokes? I'm bad at math as well. So just, but I'll, I'll, I'll try anyway. You, you keep going. I'll try and keep. Okay. Four, four blokes, one non-bloke. Yeah. Uh, Four dogs. Oh, okay. Ooh. Three cats. Mm. Uh, two plants. Okay. Okay. You know, I feel that that maybe balances out the energy a little bit. I think I'm okay with that. Yeah. I, I, that's acceptable. Well, no one's asking the gender of the dogs or the cats, so it's really mm. anyone's game there. Yeah. Do you prefer... Boy cats or girl cats? Have you had experience with both? Well. <laughs> Is that a loaded question? No, I, I had to stop myself from making a joke. Was it going to be an inappropriate joke, Mr. Purdy? It was going to be. Well, people would have not known what to think of it. And- I see. What does that say about his actual opinions about things? Doesn't say anything about my opinions. Mm. Okay. 
Well, I I've just noticed boy cats. <laughs> yeah. Go on and on and on about Jack in it. That is that is something that they're known for. Um, that is something that I find a little bit tiresome. Um, but you know they're really fluffy, um, very affectionate. Um, so like pros and cons, I think. You know, yeah. I've had a mix of boy and girl cats, and I like them for their own individual reasons. I think they're um they're pretty great. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, mm, you know uh. what? I think this is going to be an excellent time to pivot into a totally. This is totally not a joke. Oh, ring, 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 ring. That sounds like my phone. Ring, ring. Oh, hello. Is my refrigerator running? Well, no, I mean, I think last time I saw her, she was like standing still. Um, but she has been wanting to get into exercise. And so, well, they hung up. You know, that's such a shame. I just didn't really have the opportunity to tell them I was in the middle of a podcast. Mm. I just felt if I was at home and I could have like talked to her when I was there, I just. Ugh. Yeah, that was a very rushed conversation. It was. Um, like, why call if you're just going to, like, giggle and then hang up? It's like they rang up for something specific yeah. that you just missed the ball on and I didn't know. give to them. I, and it's just a very, very niche thing. Um, I'm just going to – I'll note it down for later. Um, we'll just – we'll circle back to that. Yeah. As they would say in the corporate world. Hmm. We'll circle back. I got to say, Maddie, one time I got a call up on this podcast. Someone asked me, do I have Prince Albert in the can? And what did you respond? I said, no, I think Prince Andrew should be in the can. Oh. And then they hung up. I see. Yeah. 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 Um, that's um, all these... Um, Short conversations from these strange people on the phone. It's um, what interesting, what an interesting world we live in. What interesting times we live in. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and you know, another thing that I think. So, oh my goodness! Also, I've just realised. Oh no, I haven't done my meal prep. Ah, oh, look, here's here's. Here's a pot. Here's a pot. And the only prop that I bought. And so. There's a pot. Yeah. I can multitask. If you want to continue, um, if you want to continue keeping this podcast on track, I can multitask. I'm just going to cut yeah, up I've, my veggies and I'm, I'm going to meal prep. I'm just, I'm just cut. I'm just, I'm just, you know, as long as I make enough noise and there's no dead air, it's fine. So it can, it can be incomprehensible when I'm like saying and and doing it could be a bunch of noises really right now that's content do you know it could be and but the other thing that i think is really important uh ross for anyone who might just be listening and can't see the visuals here i'm just miming cutting up some vegetables and making a very delicious meal prep um i think that there is such a thing as existing and communicating in um in uh comfortable companionable silence um I acknowledge that maybe it's not the best for a podcast, but it might be. It might be something. Jesse, 
It's quite like it's quite freeing. Do you right. Know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I get that. But also it's fine for the video podcast because people are watching it on video. But if people listen just audio, they're like, what's happened? Oh, no. Is it cut out? Oh, no. Well, and they, and they might think that. And then I think that's just about shifting your perspective, you know? I'm just going to use one of, can I, oh, can you move these coasters? Oh, you can. This is, this is going to be my little element. You know, when I was back home, I, um, we cooked on like an electric stove, but here we have gas and gas is a lot quicker. Sure is. It's also humming the environment much quicker and I enjoy yeah. that. Yeah. I, and I, as per the conversation earlier, I'm conflicted about it. It cooks food faster, but um, at what cost? Uh, the cost of having a freaking great meal yeah. in your tongue. Very quickly. Yeah. Uh, that's um my producer right beside you there, uh, Jim Reaper. Oh. It's nice to meet you, Jim. He's very worried about you <laughs> spilling <laughs> that fake boiling water all all the equipment and that's fair that's fair listen i'm i'm very careful with things so i'm just gonna look i'm gonna take it off the element now and i'm gonna put it on i'm gonna put it on one of those heat proof mats oh see because i was cooking with gas like it cooked really quickly yeah that's that's another thing about gas it's good yeah yeah so i'm just gonna i'm just gonna leave that to oh Sorry, Jim. His name was Jim? Sorry, Jim. Jim. Oh, oh. Jim does not like being touched. Sorry, Jim. Okay. Well, if I need, if you fall over, Jim, do I just let you do your thing? Uh, just let Jim fall. Okay. I'll let Jim fall. That's, that's okay. So, yeah, he's been reading, trying to read up about how to be a good, like, podcast producer. Nice. Yeah. The other week he was hiding behind a, um, you know, a pot plant. Yeah. Because he read half of the Harvey Weinstein thing and he only got up to the part that said where he was hiding behind the pot plant and didn't continue on what was said after that. Do we maybe think that Jim needs some better, more healthy resources and um, guidance, uh, people to look up to that might be a bit better than... um, uh, Notorious uh, predatory figures, perhaps. Well, Maddie, (laughs) sure, young men in the world need better resources and role models than the predatory figures that end up getting platformed, Mm. but that's just not going to happen, is it? Do you know, I... Do you know, this this actually leads me on to another thing I've been thinking about recently, which is um, I especially when it comes to comedy, there's um, there's a lot of uh, these guys who get platformed and their jokes and their approach is very um, antagonistic, very, um, you know, lacking in creativity, etc. And I just think how I just need everyone to understand that um, – a lot of the time these guys are being platformed not for their talent but for um, outrage bait reasons. Mm. And I just think that's something 
to keep in mind. Well, some of these antagonistic figures, you know, who lack any creativity, sometimes they come up on stage. Mm. They're trying to lean on a gimmick, like mm. wearing some kind of ski mask. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. have a a fake name. Yeah. And saying that their fake name's their real name, but their real name is the name that's supposedly their mm. stage name. And then it just becomes very confusing and and, and brickton 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 yes yes um and i just think that you know people need to do better people do need to do better (laughs) and quite frankly you wouldn't see me doing something like that no 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 you would not also, oh my gosh! Wow, so busy. Oh, she's very busy, oh, everyone. I I haven't. Oh well, now is one thing I forgot to do this week. I have to measure some stuff. Um, okay, that's. Hey, crazy. wait a minute! You said that pot was the one prop you bought, oh, but you clearly brought that measuring tape. I know, and I am just full of surprises. Yeah. So just um, so you know, this the base of this um, uh, podcast mic is five and a half inches. Um, there could be a very a very easy joke to make there, but I think that we're both above that. because <laughs> it's like a genitals. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, no, but Jim, you don't like to be touched, but I'll measure you from a distance. Your arms. Jim doesn't mind being measured. He just doesn't want to be touched ah. while it happens. Can I ask, how do you know he likes being measured? Was there a specific circumstance where he was like, yeah, I'm all about being measured or or how do you know? Well, I was interviewing him for the position and, he's, and I asked him what his weaknesses was. Yeah. And he says, well, my one weakness is I don't like being touched. I, and do you know what? And sorry to interrupt you, Mr. Purdy, but I don't think that's weakness. I think that's having boundaries. That's fine. But please do continue your story. That was what Jim me. said, so. Yes. Okay. Jim, if I could high I would high-five you, Jim, but of course you don't like being touched. So, like, uh, just do, like, an air high-five. Like a like a thumbs up. A thumbs up, A yeah. thumbs up. Yeah. Is that, like, offensive to do a thumbs up since he can't really, like, you know, he can't really move his fingers? Oh, uh, Jim's fine with that. Okay, Good. Anyway, my apologies, Mr. Purdy, I have interrupted you several times. So he said, yep, so, like, I don't like being touched, and then... and then uh, He says he didn't like being touched, but... But... His one strength is he loves being measured. Ah. Now, he, do you mean that in a physical sense, like, in an emotional, like, intellectual sense, like, measuring his ability, like, like... Phys- I fo- I thought that's what possibly he meant. Like yeah. he wanted, he likes being measured up in terms of his abilities. Yes. But he yes. said, no, every single way. In every possible Literally, meaning. metaphorically, yeah. all of it. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. I feel like, you know, I'm, because one of the things I try and do on the comedy scene is I try and like build rapport with people. Um, so if I just sit here and measure Jim for a bit, I feel like that'll put, put me in his good books so yeah oh yeah Yeah. one reason why he hates me so much is because i've refused to measure him so the lack of measurement is really an issue in Mm -hmm. your relationship okay yeah noted i said that's not what i'm paying you for 
Mm. Uh, you, you, you bring the guests on. You. It was really Jim that you were e- emailing with and, and messaging. Oh, okay. You know, so so because both of you have very similar um, sort of energy and cadence and tone when it comes to messaging, which I think is really great because that kind of illustrates to me that you're on the same page in a lot of ways, which I think is that that's the sort of relationship you want. I think that's very, that's very cool. He is representing me. He's representing the show. So if you can sound like me as well. Yeah. That's great. That's amazing. Um, has that microphone measuring up? Oh, amazing. I feel, listen, this is such, okay. Um, something about me, I thoroughly enjoy ASMR videos. Are you familiar with the the community, I guess you would call it, I suppose? Well, some people do videos where they whisper and some yes. people take comfort in that. Yes, yes. I I thoroughly enjoy ASMR and I just, I was like, do I do a bit where I just, where I just talk really quietly because it's, um, um, you know, it's not really that often that there's going to be the opportunity for me to be in front of such a beautiful, well-measured microphone. So I thought if we just all take a moment to relax and just, you know, reflect on the day, reflect on the podcast so far. And, yeah, that's that bit, I think. Uh, well, I listen to Death Grips to get to sleep. Ah, <laughs> oh, and everyone's, and do you know, I think this is something I mentioned a little bit earlier, but everyone's a little bit different. And, you know, if it's something that's familiar to you, um, personally for me, I think that would be triggering in the wrong way, in the, in the, in the frustrating way, in the upsetting way, not triggering in the like, oh, this is really enjoyable and relaxing. So that's, that would be, and, you know, neither of us are wrong in terms of what we find relaxing, provided that it doesn't hurt yourself or anyone else. Yeah. You're known <laughs> as a hippie in the scene. Am I? <laughs> that's so cute. <laughs> Happy. See, that's an interesting word. Do you know, it's funny you say that because... Um, that's not a word I've heard in a while. I feel like it used to be hippie and then I don't know etymology-wise, is that the right word when we're talking about words? If I say it with confidence, maybe we can just yes. pretend. Yeah. Yes, um, I feel like it used to be hippie and then it kind of, um, what is it, transitioned to hipster. Um, have we gone back to hippie again? Have we, have we, done, have we done a 360? I don't know. I think... Hipsters sort of replaced hippies, but hippies, well, they're known for not showering. Hipsters shower. I see. They just shower with vinyl records. I imagine that would be quite uncomfortable. Oh, but it's not about being comfortable. It's about being cool. It's about being on trend. Yes. Or, well, not necessarily on trend, I guess. I guess if I remember correctly with hipsters, you want to be against the grain, I, I think. I can't remember. Well, it's all about saying that you're against the grain, but really what you is is that you're following a kind of more obscure subcultures trends. Mm. You're not following the mainstream trends, but you are still in a way following trends. Mm. 
Yes. And you see these two fingers. I do see them. They're pretty great. And I am speaking with my hands right now. Yes, as a lot of people tend to do. I do as well. And we all we all do. <laughs> we all do. And see, I'm neither a hipster or a hippie. Mm. But you're the hippie of the Melbourne comedy scene. That's so interesting. What else do people say about it? Well, when I say other people, I mean I say that. I see. To myself. Ah, right. Because I don't talk to anyone else in the Melbourne scene. Well, I I think that, you know, we could we could go about changing that. If that is something that is of interest, if you'd rather, you know, have some time to yourself, um, that's okay too. But we are all very, uh, what's the word? Also, I'm just getting distracted because I'm just now realising something Whenever I do videos or anything, I have noticed that I do this thing where I go and I feel like I'm going to get very annoyed if I hear that I've done that a lot of times. But maybe I shouldn't have pointed it out because maybe no one would have noticed. Well, I do that a lot too. Mm. And I hear that in the audio Ah. all the time. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, drink. (sighs) Get some wet wet lips or something, you know. (laughs) Wet your lips up. Don't be so dry. But, you know, if you're being dry in the context of comedy, that's pretty fun, I think. You know, I would say New Zealand humour overall, if I was to describe it, it would be, I'd say dry would Mm -hmm. be be one of the words I'd use to describe it. It's not necessarily understood by a lot of people. I often find that when I see New Zealand Comedians or different personalities, whoever they may be, if I see them on um, interviews with American hosts in particular, there's this real disconnect <laughs> between the two because I feel that sometimes the humour can be so different, especially with New Zealand humour. It seems to be very, not always, but I could say like very subtle, very understated, which sometimes conflicts with, you know, and again, not everyone, but I feel like you know, American humour can be quite intense and loud and in your face. Sometimes. You know it's comedy. Mm. You know? And I like knowing. Mm. I don't like. You don't like having to think. I don't like having to think, <laughs> is this New Zealand person making fun of me? Well, or, are they, or are they being just, you know, quirky and dry? Yeah. That's, that's a very good point. That's a very good point when it comes to relationships. Is that... Is that a bit of a challenge? But is that also something that is very beautiful and fun and learning about other cultures and way of life? And February is New Zealand month. Oh, you know what we forgot? Another broom? A charity song. Oh, charity like song a charity. for our event. Oh, right. Yeah. This is a charity song by... Uh, what about the chicks who are waiting outside? There's a couple of New Zealand guys. I don't know if you've heard of them. No, couldn't do that, mate. Oh, one of them has a guitar. Yeah. The other one has a guitar. Yeah. Two guitars. Halfway yeah. Up, isn't he? That's halfway mm. up. No, they're the right. lyrics from a song, you manus. Oh, are they? Oh, yeah. Oh, God, that's oh, it's obvious, Nice. So. <laughs> what about the top twins? No, they'll be busy with lambing. Your fourth, your fourth choice. If, if you had What's the fourth choice? One. See, that's comedy. Why would you go for the fourth choice before the second choice? Ah, uh, yeah. Yes. Is yeah, throwing idea? a spanner in the works for sure. Speed dial that. Yep. And so now he's a guy on. You know, he's a guy that's. Mary Hewitt speaking. Yeah, yeah he, he was in American stuff a lot. 
Is it Red Nose Day? Yeah? Mm. Only a New Zealand thing. Mm. <laughs> right. Right? I feel like I've seen it in the UK. Well, <laughs> I think New Zealand and England are the same country. You know, there's there's certainly um, a lot of things that we inherited, um, you know, that whole colonizer business, certainly. Um, right. Yes. But, you know, I must say, um, <laughs> you playing that clip has actually reminded me that, um, so in terms of my accent, I feel that I've traveled around a little bit, you know, was in a very privileged position to do so. And I feel like when I went to a few places, my accent kind of started to shift. Um, and now I find when I listen to, you know, the news from back home or whatever it may be, I'm like, that sounds so strange to my ear. Like, is that what I sound like? It's it's very interesting. Makes you think about your identity and things of that nature. Identity and things, and those are the two major <laughs> New Zealand things. They are, yeah. I can't think of any other, anything else apart from identity and things. This is very, very nostalgic. So this was from Red Nose Day. Yes, so if memory serves me correctly, I think that they had this really cute bit where... um, they had a bunch of kids write the lyrics and then you had a bunch of New Zealand, talented New Zealand artists singing that song and it was just very warm and fuzzy and and and, and a good time. The secret to Flight of the Concord's success is the fact that everything they've ever done has been written by children. Well, that's an interesting conspiracy theory. It's not a conspiracy theory, it's a fact. Because need I remind you that some of their songs are definitely a little bit R-rated, so I personally would find it a little bit difficult to think. Really great? All of it was written by children. Um, I, uh, yeah, that that would be my um, contribution to this discussion no let me find it let me find it they'll say something like well you know i wrote this bit but then we found it wasn't any good so we got a kid to rewrite it and and then we found out kids are just better Mm. and we don't expect money it's great yeah see here's a clip okay comfortable Companionable just, silence. You just said, uh, just, just be quiet. Quiet's fine. Oh, well, and, I, that, and that's what I'm saying. For know. video, not for audio. So you've got to keep making noise. Okay. Stars of their own HBO sitcom <laughs> and soon to appear on Network 10, it's New Zealand's Flight of the Concords. So good. Hello, so talented. Concords, uh, from New Zealand. You guys are. Um, you see, uh, this is clearly written by kids. Uh, what. Yes. Uh, we're very is, popular. Um, they go home. Uh, 
What what sticks out yeah, to you? What uh, tells you? Oh, that was that was written by a child. The, uh, folk parody charts at the moment. Folk parody. I uh, do. You <laughs> I think kids. I think kids are obsessed with obsessed parodying folk with songs. Folk parody. Yeah. Right. Oh, and you know that's a fair point. I didn't consider that. <laughs> yeah. Come on, come on, man. <laughs> yeah. 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 Having said that, Simon and Garfunkel songs are all written by kids too. Mm. Listen, I think kids are very talented, very silly, so clever, so clever. I um, I have this distinct memory of I was pushing my niece on the swing. I don't know how old she was, maybe, I don't know, maybe three or four. And she says to me, stop that. And I was like, what, breathing? And she was like, yeah. (laughs) I just think kids, you know, a lot of the time we don't give them enough credit, but they can be, you know, they they can teach us things. They have their own perspectives on this world um, that are worth listening to. I don't know if you've seen this movie, but there's a movie about kids called Kids. Mm-hmm. I, I I said mm-hmm to acknowledge what you were saying. Yes. But, but, but then I'm going to follow up by saying, no, I haven't seen it. Some of the what these kids do, I wouldn't normally associate with kids. I see. Can you give some examples? And I don't think kids should be following the examples of these kids. Hmm. So, you know? Yeah, maybe not those kids specifically. I mean, they're just beating up random people with skateboards. Mm. It's not the sort of behaviour I would encourage unless you feel as a child that you're in danger and that that is your only option. I think context is important. Um, well, but just, just a bunch of no good street youths. Do you know, listen, if if kids are behaving badly, there is generally a root cause, whether that be not getting enough to eat, not getting enough love, care or attention. You know, it um it all uh, starts somewhere. That is what I would say. And really what this movie does is it really puts society on trial. As it should. And As I it rightly should. And I don't think society was ready. Hmm. I, yeah, as I said, I haven't seen it, but I imagine society when it came out was like, are you, are you kidding? I, I haven't even gotten out of bed yet. I'm not. <laughs> You're putting me on trial? Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm not ready for that. Um, and Margaret Pomeranis. I'm not the best with names. I'm more of a face person. Well. But I, I should work on changing that because it's been quite embarrassing on the comedy scene. Um, wow. If you want to assimilate to Australia, mm. you got to know who noted film critic Margaret Pomeranis is. Okay. I'm, And, you know, it's someone that I'm sure if you were like, oh, they're known for this, this and this, or example, et cetera, ABC, then I'd be like, oh. Well, she had a movie review show with David Stratton. On SBS, but then like ABC was going to offer more money, so they went over to, to ABC. Ah, oh, those are all things that I'm familiar with. Yeah, and uh, David was like the more <laughs> high-strung. You know, he was more like he was more harsh. 
I see. on movies. Margaret, she was like more relaxed. Okay. And she'll be like, oh, David, uh, I actually think this movie is great. And I see. Yes. A bit of a sort of contrarian maybe. Well, it depends who you think the contrarian is yes. in this situation. And is, that dynamic, yeah. Is David the contrarian? Because he's always like, mm. well, I didn't quite enjoy it. I'm very hype, passionate. Yes. But Margaret, she was, she was like, you know, she was relaxed. And that's, I feel that's a good point, isn't it? I feel when I think of the term contrarian, I do think of it more in a negative light. So maybe this fellow, maybe he, yeah, yeah, maybe he was the contrarian in this um, dynamic. But really, they were the Siskel and Ebert of Australia. And if you don't, if you tell me you don't know who Siskel and Ebert are. Oh, Totally. Yeah, um, sure. Icons, yeah. Sure. Who, yeah. who, who is Siskel and Ebert at, Maddie? Well, so they are there. <laughs> so there's these two squirrels. Right. <laughs> and they were um, living in the States, as they do, um, and they found this magical nut. Um, but mm-hmm. they split in half because mm-hmm. they're a very equal relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, they ate it and then, um, oh, my gosh, now they can talk and do movie movie reviews and stuff. Yes. Yeah. Very See, famous movie review duo. Yeah. For squirrels. But, but they argued a lot. Mm. They always disagreed about whether or not a movie was good or not. Or like whether like – Where's the best place to like stash nuts and other cool food that you find? Oh yeah, yeah. Roger Ebert was very famous for going on a stand against Sundance, saying they kicked me out of the theater. I couldn't store my acorns in my yeah, lap. Yeah, yeah, and whatever else that squirrels eat. Yeah, like acorns. Yeah, because because I often think that you know in the media. Because that's the other thing I think they were famous for as well is and and they were like oh yeah the media always portrays us eating um, acorns but like we actually have quite like a diverse diet um, of like um, you know fruits and vegetables um, and like pulses and other you know sundries. <laughs> etc. I think yeah so mm. I yeah it's all coming back to me now. Yeah. Maddie, should we do a movie review show? I genuinely feel that would be a very good idea. I think that would be great. Um, I Listen, I feel we would have very different tastes in movies, which again, going back to the theme of earlier, everyone's different. It's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, what should we call the show I think wait wait yeah no 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 no. we can call it comfortable comfortable silence comfortable companionable silence I was going to call it Ross gets Maddie about films oh okay I like them both I like them both for their own reasons yeah yeah. Um, oh my gosh, am I getting am I getting a call again? What was the next thing gonna be? Oh no, again oh gosh. I don't know I don't know what bit you had planned. 
And oh my gosh, hello. Oh, it's the dentist. Hello, hi. So good to hear from you. Um, yes, I am still available for next week. Um, question. So when it comes to the appointment fee, um, can I just, can I, can it be free? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, because cause that would be really nice and I'd be really grateful. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay, thanks. Bye. Um, they said, I did it again. <laughs> I keep going. I feel, okay, finish this bit and then I'm going to transition into another thing. So, oh my gosh, well, I can't have the appointment for free. That's very discouraging and disheartening, but oh well. Uh, the next Capitalism, thing, right? Well, yes. And the next thing, what was I going to talk about? Oh no. Was it something interesting? Wearing his bloody carcass or any of the jokes about child abuse. The MPAA gave this movie an R rating. That's definitive So we're taking a very sharp left turn, I see. And that we need a workable adult rating for movies like this. You're absolutely right. This is ground zero. It has to be ground That's zero yeah. of bad comedies. And Tom Green with this horse... Okay, this squirrel... Squirrel is Richard Roper who replaced Siskel after he overdosed on acorns. But this is... Two squirrels trying to make sense of a movie that is about humans. Yeah, which, and it would be very difficult, wouldn't it? Because you don't have the same lived experiences. A lot of things just seem very bizarre to you. Uh, the fact that you you don't have any fluff or any fur. How weird. Yeah, they are interpreted like a... <laughs> A mother and father hugging their child to be child abuse oh. because it's just it's it's foreign to them. Yeah, and they're like, yeah. "Well, we're going to change this rating system." I mean, this is disgusting. Yeah, yeah, I think, and you know, because what what does a hug look like to a squirrel? I mean, I guess a full body strangle. I yeah, okay. And I can I can see that from their their perspective, I suppose. Um, but I think you know, maybe if they just got taught how to do a hug properly, and then they might they might change their mind. I think. I think I think it's a very real possibility. With this elephant, if a woman was doing that. This movie would be banned in Tijuana, let yeah. alone getting an R rating. <laughs> and it's just so horrible. And he's such an unfunny guy. He should be flipping burgers somewhere. Why is Tom Green getting movies? And who who wants to see this guy? You know, even in a stupid comedy. This squirrel, this squirrel is just losing its mind. Mm. Yeah. I'm just getting distracted by Tom Green. That's not a name that I've heard in a little while. Yeah. Well, he's Canadian. Canada's like the New Zealand of America. A lot of a lot of people do say that. And I've been to Canada. I spent a bit of time in Vancouver. Wasn't a fan personally, not for me, which again, going back to what we were saying at the start of the podcast, it doesn't mean that that I'm wrong or anyone that does like it there 
is wrong. No one's wrong, and we all have our opinions. And except for the ones that are wrong, all right? Well, is that what you're saying? Y- yeah, except for the ones that are a problem or problematic or etc. etc. I don't know if it's clear, but I have a little bit lost my train of thought. I started looking at the tape measure and thought I'd get this out again and just fidget. Well, it's not a good episode of Ross Purdy Destroys Comedy until a guest has lost their train of thought. And so and that's that's a good sign. Well, I I am I feel quite what's the word? Um good. <laughs> Truly the best episode of Ross Purdy Destroys Comedy is one where a guest walks out after 35 minutes. Oh, did they come back? No. Oh. To do the podcast? No. Did they come back into your life, however? I mean, it depends. I mean. Do you, so, and yes, how would you classify someone being in your life as, you know, as a friend or as an acquaintance or as somebody that you used to know, as Gautier and Kimbra once said. It's interesting because Kimbra is New Zealand. She is so talented. Okay. Her album, Vows, so good. It is very rare. I don't know about you, Mr. Purdy, but it is very rare for me to find an album where just track after track, I'm like, yes, I thoroughly enjoy all of these songs. Every other album I've listened to in the history of Time for Forever, I've been like, oh yeah, there's maybe a couple of songs I like here, but Vows, Kimbra, Vows, love it. Obsessed. But what about that Kate Miller Heike song, Words? Oh no, wait, is this a New Zealand artist? I'm going to feel bad if I don't know. No, she's very much Australian. Okay. In fact, I would say she's the Australian Kimbra. Oh, okay. Well, Kimbra's more of a New Zealand Kate miller Heike. Who's been around longer? Oh. Who can I compare them to? <laughs> How do I compare people, artists? Yes. Well, I um, I think, you know, Kimbra, I think she's been around for a, for a wee while. And, you know, going back to the conversation we were having about accents before, uh, she... She sounds very American now. I always, you know, going back to that thing of identity, um, because my accent used to change a lot. I feel like it hasn't, You and you can let me know, I don't feel that I've picked up any Australianisms accent-wise, but I think it's because I'm more sure of who I am now because when I travelled around a bit when I was younger, I think I was still finding myself and I was almost a bit more malleable and susceptible to my external stimuli and environment. But now I just feel like me. Companionable silence. I do think you sound a lot like Kimber, actually. Oh. Very American. Mm. It's funny because I think there's a few things that have kind of stuck, not all the time, but sometimes I'll just be like, yeah, that's a bit more, bit more American. Some, yeah. Yeah. Donuts. Yeah. <laughs> Statue of Liberty. 
And it's pretty good. Do not ask me to do an American accent because it would be very bad. Oh, this is Minnesota, huh? Mm. This is oh, this is more Wisconsin, mm. or, or is it? I don't know. Ah, oh, see, this is very intriguing. I I would be. Do you 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 practice accents? Do you like them? Is this is this something you could incorporate into into more things? Because I'm I'm very I'm intrigued. I'm very intrigued. Oh, I'm from Boston now. I'm from Boston now. I'm a... Oh, this, who's this Boston man? Where did you... Well, I'm not a well, man. Well, you come from Boston. I'm you not a man. I'm a teddy bear. Oh, a teddy bear. I'm a teddy bear. It sounds like Peter Griffin. Do you know, you just reminded me, Um, did you know... Okay, I, again, having the privilege of being able to travel a fair bit... Now available on Peacock. Um, do you know, there was in Hawaii, there was this teddy bear museum. Uh, teddy bear? Yeah, there was a teddy bear museum. I thought you said teddy bear. No, that's, that's definitely not. That's a very that, different thing. It's a very separate thing. you got to watch out when you're saying teddy. Oh, I wonder if that's a New Zealand accent again. Because if you're trying to like go to some sort of like bar that just has teddy bears everywhere mm. and you say teddy bar. Yeah. And people think... Oh, you know. I would go to a Teddy, T-E-D-D-Y yes. bar. I would go. I mean, Melbourne's a very, Melbourne's a very, you know, what would you call Cry it? Crybabies. They would have a Teddy bar. Yeah. Melbourne has a lot of themed bars. They're babies. They're babies and they'll have teddies. They'll have teddies everywhere because they're going to hold the teddy. They, listen, I feel these are all... Great ideas. You go to a teddy bar and then, do you know, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm pretty sure I saw a post where fairly certain in Japan there's a restaurant or a cafe where you can go and sit with these big plushy toys. So in all fairness, I think it has already been done. It's, it's happened. It's happening. It's. You know what it's, else Japan has is, is hug cafes. Hmm. People are so deprived mm. that they go to these cafes and pay money to be hugged by people. Well, this sort of goes back to our, I say our, when I um, inflicted ASMR upon you. But um, Yeah, that's what I, I, would, that's what I would call it. <laughs> I, I Listen, I think this is the thing. You see a lot of uh, people fulfilling different roles, whether it be I'm going to be here when you're sick or... I'm going to be here when you've had a tough day, et cetera, et cetera, and it's just someone sitting there being lovely and comforting and gentle because it is something that's lacking and it is quite sad. So I think it is quite beautiful that ASMR is um, fulfilling that need for a lot of people. What were you saying about teddy bars before I interrupted you? (laughs) So I, and do you know what, I'm going to address two things while we're here. I think that we do need to be a bit more mindful in terms of uh, being a tourist and the environmental impact that can have on the communities that we visit, um, the environmental social impacts. Um, so that is something worth noting. Having said that, back to the teddy bear, 
Teddy Bear Museum mm-hmm. that is no longer there, I don't think. Uh, it was just very cute. They had a lot of stuff about the history of teddy bears and I believe it came from uh, Theodore Roosevelt, otherwise known as Teddy. Oh. So that's there's a story there that I don't remember despite going to the museum. But it was very fun because they had um, they had a whole bunch of teddy bear leaders. You know, John Key, who was the Prime Minister of New Zealand at the time, he was a teddy bear. Whoever would have been the Prime Minister at Australia at the time. I know it's a bit of musical chairs around here. But, um, uh, yeah, and it was all just a... A fun time and I filled up the activity sheet despite being in my 20s and I got some candy floss at the end. It was a good day. I remember it fondly. What was the environmental impact of the candy floss? Well, I cannot say for sure. You got anything to plug? <laughs> um. Oh, that's a good question. I don't think anything at the moment. Um, I like the idea of doing Fringe, but that won't be until October, oh, I guess. So far. Yeah, October. But I suppose I'm very inconsistent with it, but I have a YouTube channel, the name Misc Maddie, so M-I-S-C dot M-A-D-D-Y. I just, I have a lot of interests and things like that so misc is just short for miscellaneous so i thought it was short for mishka ah i thought that was your actual name ah it is not well there you go you learn something new every day and i i the only other thing i would have to plug i guess is it's a new year and i think it's really important to learn new things and to improve yourself for the betterment of your own well-being and of those around you. And that's what I'd have to say. And again, I know we're very different. We have very different approaches and thoughts. Um, but that's that is my that is my uh, perspective. Come here, Jim. You gotta throw yourself into the deep end. You gotta throw yourself into the deep end. Well, Jim, if you would ever like to, um, or me to visit, or whatever to be measured and stuff, like I'm happy to do it. You know, I'm very busy, but I can I can schedule in some time. <laughs>